Banshee. Candy corn teeth? Pumpkin spice liquor non-latte. <laughs> snacking with myself. Oh, oh, oh. Snacking with myself. Oh, oh, oh. Snacking with myself. One, two, three, four. Sitting on the bench. Writing's really hard. We need another snack. And that is just a fact. Oh, oh. Hi, this is Shauna. This is Trisha. And this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. Today we have a guest on the bench. Hi, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> so we have a guest, and we are going to write with our guest on the bench. Yes. <laughs> And we're going to snack and chew loudly in her ear, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> and we're probably going to procrastinate on the bench altogether. I think all we already have. <laughs> so, Mel, please um, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about your podcast. Thank you guys so much. I am so excited to do all of those things on the bench with you guys. <laughs> um, especially procrastinate because we've all gotten so amazing at it today. I know, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so I am a, um, I am the only host of the Brook Reading Podcast, where every week I uh, read a novel or a short story or anything written. <laughs> basically um, figure out if there are any movie adaptations or um, parodies or TV adaptations or anything like that and basically discuss the ins and outs of that novel uh, slash adaptation whatever the case on my show um, I, I would never be able to do that kind of show because I would wait until the night before I recorded to read the whole book oh no <laughs> I, I swear to god I would talk about I know right wow <laughs> I, that would have been incredibly difficult to do when I read uh, like President Wilson's oh, biography, I'm just gonna say that. which yeah. was 700 pages. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, You're exactly. Uh, well, yeah, it helps being an English teacher. So oh, that's yeah. that's where that comes from. Um, and yeah, basically, that's it. Uh, I, I've recently had to incorporate what um, Sean from What Does It Matter lovingly calls his favorite part of the episode uh, a five minute rant. Yeah. <laughs> where yes. I get oh, to just, good. yeah, where I just get to go off on anything I want and clear the air. And then I get to enjoy talking about uh, what I love, which is novels and reading and stuff like that. We, we call that downloading before we upload. Exactly. Oh wow, yeah. that's such a great way to say that. Yeah, so we do that too. We have to, sometimes we have to sit here and just talk to each other for like an hour and catch up on all the drama and everything and then we can, we can sometimes, move forward. And sometimes, sometimes we work it out on the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> listen, like these are, these are our babies for a reason. Like, yeah. you know, we, these, this has been such a therapeutic exercise for me in the past year. It's been amazing. So oh, yeah, awesome. so it's been great to be a part of such a wonderful community too. Like the, all the groups we're a part of and, all the collaboration we're doing for all the horror, which I yes, didn't even say this that. This is part of hashtag all the horror, <laughs> everybody. Right. And um, so we are working with all these awesome podcasters to bring you an episode every day of October. And so this is, uh, yeah, this is part of our collaboration with so, so, so with that in mind, we picked a short story because Trisha and I apparently are too lazy to, do to read a novel. <laughs> We have read novels, people. We actually were English majors. Yeah. You'd be a great teacher for us. Um, oh. Do you go by Mel or Melissa? I keep calling you Mel, and I realize, like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to call you the wrong name. It is totally fine. Um, all my friends that I met in college call me Mel. Um, my mother hates it, but that's whatever. Uh, oh, that's she also does, she doesn't listen to the show, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I work I work with a Mel who's a Melissa, so I just automatically started calling you Mel. And me then too. When we text about you, we call you Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we forgot to tell you that. Yeah. yeah. I started saying Mel because I was getting confused and She's calling like, which you Brooke. Because there's another oh, Melissa on, on One Giant Leap for Geeks named, who goes by Mel. And so it'd be like Mel from this show, Mel from that show. So and then, then I just, just said like, Mel Brooks. Mel yeah. Brooks. Oh, my God. That's friggin' amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't even then, like. That's so good. 
Well, then one day Sean was like, is that her last name? And I'm like, no, you made it up, stupid. Like, that was your joke. Um, I forgot. If I may, that is like, first of all, amazing. And I love it. Secondly, <laughs> last year or earlier this year, when uh, the Epic Film guys were doing their live stream for The Cure for Raising Money yeah. for Cancer Research, I was typing in while they were live streaming and I yeah. like I donated and then like they were playing games. So I was like trying to play along fun. whatever. And they didn't mm-hmm. really know me that well yet. So my tech, my like YouTube name or whatever was Brooke Reading, and he kept calling me Brooke. Of course. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, no. Do you think my first name is Brooke and my last name is Reading? <laughs> that's <laughs> that weird. would be a huge coincidence. <laughs> yeah, right. For an English teacher. Yeah. That would be. It was like you wouldn't be able to do anything else. They're like, yeah. you don't have any choices. You have to be an English teacher. That's your career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the counselor says that's yep. hilarious. Well, I want to start out with a quote from Ray Bradbury, who is seriously one of my favorite authors. Um, and this is a good one. Your intuition knows what to write, so get out of the way. Oh, I like that. Damn, I like that. We discovered in in getting ready for this that all of the Ray Bradbury theater, um, the old show from like the 80s, they're all on YouTube. So I don't know if you ever watched that show, Mel, but it was... um, it was it's all his short stories basically he intros it and he sits in front of a typewriter in this room and he's like got all these like aliens and books and globes and shit all around the room and he's like where do i look to find my stories i just look in my room and like find something to write about and then he like types in the little typewriter i was it was such a nostalgic thing to like watch that i loved that show so much and they did actually they did an adaptation of the story that we're doing which is the banshee with peter o'toole yeah who's like amazing it was really great and it's just like the story i mean it's almost verbatim what's good about it is that well first of all he wrote the screenplays or the teleplays right for the show his stories lend to dialogue so easily yeah and like all of them have that and they're short so they're actually it's not like oh this you know they had to improvise a lot on the show or you know what i mean because it's like a short story so like a half hour show is perfect and so anyway i just wanted to throw that out there how do you feel about this story had you read it before no i never did and i was going to say as i was as i mentioned to you guys i was trying to find it online to read it and to no avail unfortunately uh and then you guys were like uh duh english teacher go to your library and i was like i'm a jerk (laughs) well no i was like i didn't even think to look online i'm sitting here with this like anthology of every single short story yes this is the biggest i don't understand why i didn't think to go to library it's five minutes from my house and that's where i get most of my books for my show so i'm like what the hell's wrong with me um <laughs> well it seems so, like because it's so short you might be able to find it somewhere but yeah you can definitely yeah. find the youtube version but well so. that's what had happened so every time i was googling it it kept popping up like watch the episode in ray bradbury theater i'm oh, like yeah that's yeah. that's cool but i don't want that's to cheating. right now <laughs> yeah so you gotta stop do that after you read it exactly so <laughs> Um, I haven't gotten to check it out, though, but after uh, this, I will definitely watch it now because the story was amazing. Holy shit, by the way. Um, yeah. So good. <laughs> I have some interesting background on this story because I was just reading a couple of things. And apparently Ray Bradbury was making a movie with John Huston and John Huston was a total jerk to him. <gasps> and this is literally based on on like their relationship with each other. That's fabulous. He was super upset and like felt kind of not bullied, but kind of bullied. He kind of bullies him around. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, um, I guess that's what, and that the character's name is John. And at one point he puts, well, in this show, not in here, he puts his initials. J H is John. <laughs> H- oh my God. It's a big old dig. Sorry. John Hughes. Did I say John Houston? Yeah. Sorry, John Hughes, I meant to say. Anyway, so that's kind of an interesting little side note. But I didn't I wonder why he did that. I wasn't quite sure. I thought it was just like he's it's not it's not it's not even like a subtle dig. It's like, hey, I hate you. I wrote this whole story about it. (laughs) Wow. And then if you go outside and and you get supernatural shit, I'm gonna let you die. You get eaten by a banshee. (laughs) So this story opens it opens up in Ireland and um, it's about a writer, a screenwriter, 
slash story writer or just writer in general. And he's going to the house of his, um, the director that's directing his movie that he's writing. And it seems like they've worked together previously. Like he's. And they have a weird relationship. Definitely. (laughs) A creepy relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Where the, the director is just kind of a jerk and he's sort of a philanderer. They make a lot of reference to him being a, you know. He's a misogynist. Like. Yeah. And he's just been around with hundreds of women or whatever. So. (laughs) What's the director's name in it? Does he have a name? He it's does. Um, it's actually John. And you said, oh, yeah, it is John. John. He's and John Hampton. Hampton. Okay. Okay. That's so funny. Now you it's said just, he wrote about working with John Hughes, and he was a dick. Yeah, that's what this is sort of Which about. Is, is John Hughes is like cool, right? Wow. Actually, yeah, I was gonna say I love him, but I mean I never worked with him. But, but maybe he, but he had it out like he like had it out for him, like he was kind of like I don't know if he was like maybe jealous of him, like his talent, or you know oh, how people yeah. are weird with each other, and so. He, they had like a weird relationship where it was like he was always like pulling pranks on him and like kind of like, you know, how oh. it like sort of razzing him all the time. Yeah. And like, anyway. Well, I mean, what's the best way to make a writer feel bad? Tell like, him that their writing's not good. Yeah. Criticize them <laughs> and say it's well, in the New York Times. Like, as a joke, I, I put some bad shit about you in the New York Times. Sorry. It's a joke. What's wrong with you? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I don't want to be like. Shauna's looking it up to make now sure. Now I got worried. <laughs> well, the no, team. I mean, he, yeah, we don't know. We never had the opportunity to work with him. He could have been like. Maybe it is John Houston. Who's John Houston? I don't know. Isn't that, that, isn't that the guy that played the dad in Adam's family on the show? Hey, listeners, listen, this is live. This is what it's like, okay? So if you don't like it, it's a free podcast. This is how you figure exactly. it out. Exactly. No. I'm curious now who the hell John Houston is. John Houston is a... Is not the is person. Is a filmmaker. It's got to be John Hughes then. No, who it says... It wait, John Houston, John American Houston. Irish film director. Oh, what? It is John Houston then. Ding, ding, ding. <gasps> I said that and then I was like... Oh, so it funny. is. That's why they're in Ireland, duh. Yeah, and it looks like he does. It looks like his he does mostly like, like scary scary films. Yeah, that's funny. It's I, don't, I haven't Houston, seen any of it. Not his John films. Hughes, who directed like The Breakfast Club. That's yeah, and, yeah, right. Like yeah, say anything. Yeah, and like I'm like John Pretty Hughes, in Pink. I, I know, him. and I, I I remember thinking yeah, Pretty in Pink. Also thinking like how how was he? How were they working together? <laughs> Like, how did that even happen? Free like, library's like, these are teenage banshees. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how okay. funny. So, okay. not John Hughes. Good call, Melissa. Like John Houston. Different person. Anyway, sorry, getting back into the story and not, like, the, the gossip behind it, which I just went straight for the that. I just thought it was interesting because it was so... interesting, dude. It was so overt, too. It was like, oh, his name's John Hampton. It was like, really, you didn't barely change the name. Like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well just put it all out there for everybody to see. Don't piss off Ray Bradbury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. You in the story forever. Yeah, get you killed. So sorry, go ahead and... So what was your take on it? I'm sorry, we got really sidetracked. No, it's totally fine. Um, I... Yes, so I had never read this before. I... The only Bradbury I've ever read was Fahrenheit and um, There Will Come Soft Rains, which is like one of my favorite short stories of all time. Um... But this was amazing. Uh, like the, yeah, I liked the interplay between the two of them at the beginning. But what, like, I mean, I know Ray Bradbury's an amazing writer. Like, I, I just, but the whole scene where, um, what the hell's the narrator's name? Doug, where he meets the banshee. Oh my oh, yeah. god. I like almost cried. I was like, if I could write half as good as this, I could die happy tomorrow. <laughs> and when he was talking about um, the feeling that men get when beauty passes and will not pass again, and the summer walks away in her flesh never to return, I was like, I've never heard anyone talk about a beautiful woman in that way. Like, there's a, there's a, like, I don't know. I mean, I know it's kind of. I don't want to be like sexist to say like, okay, so women are prettier than men or whatever. But the way he described it was just so subtle. And like, she was just so breathtaking that he couldn't even explain the pain of never being able to see her again. Like, 
it was really beautiful. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't, I didn't get really like sexist from the narrator thing. Because no. I think it was, first of all, it was just like so ingrained in the director character. Like there was none That's left was. for the other guy. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like there's, I mean, obviously I'm a huge fan of beautiful women. <laughs> and <laughs> but and if I could describe them as half as amazingly as that, I no. I would have so many <laughs> I would have such have a, so many women. Keep the door closed. <laughs> like, I mean that's insane. Like what woman wouldn't want to be spoken to that way? Oh yeah, know. exactly. You know, that's that's the part that like melted my heart made me happy yeah <laughs> well i loved all the stuff that in in bradbury the way he describes things is so unique like he'll use words that i i know but i never would have organized in that way so like he he talks about the window rattling with brittle moonlight i'm like brittle moonlight i know exactly what that is i can picture yeah. it but I would never have thought to describe Moonlight as brittle. Like the, the just the language that he uses. Um, I had to write down a couple of them because. Well, the, I, I had one at the beginning. Too. Uh -huh. So just thinking about them being in Ireland, it being cold and damp. Yeah. And, yeah. And sort of the, the haunting mood of it all, I think, to get the sort of creepy part of the Banshee and all of that. But this this line, I read this like five times because I just was like. What's happening? Um, this is in the. It's actually in the very beginning. So he pays the driver. He gets dropped off at the director's house, and he pays the driver. And it says, "I stood in the midnight silence, breathing in Ireland and breathing out the damp coal mines in my soul." Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, god damn it, that's good stuff. Right? I know you're like, god. So I read it like just... five times. I was like, what? What? Coal mines in my soul? Ah, you know, okay. I was like. Losing my mind. Well, yeah. we should say for, for the listeners, if you haven't read this, that so we started to talk about the premise. I don't think we finished it. So Oh, yeah, we should. Sorry. So yeah, there's a screenplay um, and short story author on his way to see his director for this next film they're doing about a beast, it seems. Mm -hmm. And um, his name's Doug. And so he goes to John, which we've established, John Hampton. Uh his house in Ireland to go over the new pages for perhaps the ending. It seems like the way he describes it um, of the screenplay and all along the story, John, the director keeps hinting that he can hear the Banshee. He talks mm. about the Banshee outside um, that it's the cry of uh, when was, when someone's going to die. How does he say it? it yeah. So it's like the, when someone's going to die, there's like a cry of a woman. Uh, he did mention that. I think it was the last couple times he had heard the, the, the howl or the sob or whatever. Yeah. He had started yeah. to mention like death more. Yeah. And I just also like their whole, we kind of talked about this before, but their whole relationship. So the whole time he seems to be sort of jealous of Doug's, Bradbury's. <laughs> he seems to be jealous of his talent. You know, he yes. keeps saying, "God damn it, this is amazing!" Yeah, ah, damn it, he's bitch. throwing the pages on the floor as he's reading them, and he's yeah. just like, you know, kind of razzing him the whole time. You know, and he's he's really he's sort of doing what we just did, which he's going, "God damn it, this is a good line." You know what I mean? And it's so funny that <laughs> yeah. he seems to elicit this, you know, reaction in everyone. It so. said, "The ghosts of old women who haunt the roads an hour before someone dies." That's what the band is is described as in the very beginning sorry i had to find it um but then he like basically he's like now nah, i'm fucking with you there's no banshees out there like and then he's like no just kidding go out there and see if you find one yeah are you yellow are yeah. you gonna are you gonna you know are you scared it was yeah like, well that's what he does to him through the entire thing like he's just like oh yeah did you hear your reviews in the paper let me read it to you wow this yeah. writer's a piece of shit blah 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 and then comes back he's like nah just joshing with you bro you're fine yeah just like kidding. what are you doing that he's all actually i wrote it about you and i had to say some bad things to make it sound realistic like yeah, such, such and then he's like, move. "I'm gonna throw it in the fire. You can't read it." It's yeah. just, what a jerk! I know yeah, he's like a, a twelve-year-old on the playground. Like, hey, hey just yeah. kidding. Like, and it, the jealousy is really thick. I feel like between the two of them, mm -hmm. like the the director's jealous of the the right that the writer has talent, but the writer is jealous. I think that the director has power. 
Yeah, I don't know if he's jealous or he's just like very aware of it. Yeah. I think where yeah. it's sort of like, okay, I have to deal with this because he's this big director, yeah. and my fate is sort of hanging in a balance. Because I mean, that is a different power dynamic between, you know, between a director and a writer. I think in you know screenplays. Yeah, so. no, the director can make or break you yeah. just with one flippant decision and it's that whole thing like you know we were talking about destroying your darlings it's it's that like where you take your your best piece to somebody mm-hmm. and they're just like throwing it on the floor yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like you know god great thanks for and that was like when they typed things so i'm like Does i know there's copy? not a copy i was all worried about that too <laughs> i was worried about that the whole well, don't throw it in the fire i know i was like god damn it, you're gonna lose that whole scene yeah okay. like there's no backup file of that like what do you do yeah exactly <laughs> did you bring how. a flash drive doug <laughs> <laughs> please back up your work so what do you guys think? Do you think that, because Bribery doesn't really tell us who the band she is and why she's waiting for him. Is she, is, does he, obviously he, is, like we said, a, a misogynist, like he treats women like, like they compare w- women to like b- bottles of cellar in the wine where you know the year, but you don't know the name. Bottles of wine in the cellar. Did I say cellars in the wine? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> bottles of wine in the cellar. Bottles of cellars in the wine. That's a good one. Okay. Anyways, so he treats women like that. So he doesn't know their name, and he just, like, sifts through them and uses them. And they make that very clear. So does he also... At one point, I kind of got the feeling that maybe he, like, in addition to emotionally hurting or scarring women, that he literally hurts them, like, from what she was saying. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe, too, a little bit. Which is yeah, upsetting. <laughs> like a serial killer or a rapist. I mean, well, I mean, if she's, I feel like she's, you know, she's a ghost. This is what I took on it that she's a ghost from the past because she says, you know, oh, it's William that lives there. Will, Willie, whatever. You yeah, know, she keeps saying his name is, and he says, well, that's his name isn't that, and she's like, it doesn't matter. Like basically, like they're all the same. So like, she's like, all men, all men are the same, and whoever's there. He's just like the other ones. Like, yeah. That was how I got it. I thought maybe it was he had a soul. <laughs> I like read a lot into this. <laughs> he had like a reincarnated soul of an asshole guy. That's possible. And he just continues to like treat women the same way. And so she's just like his soul needs to lay like a rock in the river. Yeah. Or whatever. She's just going to lay down and keep him there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> this is very timely. I know. We're like, put him out of commission. Hmm. It's done. Let's Being get that stick. banshee to go somewhere else and talk to somebody else. <laughs> I'm not gonna get political. Sorry, <laughs> I'm all camera. <laughs> Uh, I like I I definitely agree though because I think um, I like that you guys kind of took it as like just whomever is is living in that house is just that type of person and they just represent every like bad abusive man that exists i kind of took it in the same way like she's just the representation of every woman who's been abused that like can't they don't have a voice so she's she's like the the representation of their voice and their and their like vengeance and their you know their kind of thing you know that was a much more clear way of saying it i know right either one of us said it (laughs) I'm like, they're like, I'm all, yeah, I'm starting to understand it better when you talk. Yeah. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't have Okay, wait a minute, though. I wouldn't have remembered I said, or that I had written that down unless you guys had, you know, put it in there first. So uh, it's you. all you have a to be wonderful tonight. cycle of, um, <laughs> now I can't Beautiful. think of the word I want to say. Well, we are not jerks like, you know, John Hampton, so we can all work together and be really nice. Right? Which is what it would be like if women were running stuff. What? Oh, hi. um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, but it's, um, I don't know, it's just, it's so, it's so creepy. I think what I always love about Ray Bradbury's creepy stories is that, I don't know if you've ever, um... I don't think I've read the story, but seen the movie Something Wicked This Way Comes, mm-hmm. I read where that. I don't know if I read it, but I know I saw the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's like this sort of subtle, it's not horror in the sense of like gore. You know what no. I mean? It's okay. more, but it's sort of like there's something creepy going on. It's based on like, you know, sort of 
folklore or legends or tales or, you know, and it's, and it's, um, it's kind of there and it's sort of living beside you. It's like the feeling when the hairs stand up on the back of your neck. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. See, that's scarier. That's scarier than the stupid ass jump scares that everybody relies on now. No, because it sticks with you, yeah. Yes. You know a lot more, and I think it's it feels just possible, a, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's a more human sort of approach to it too, yeah. where it's like playing on your own insecurities and feelings and your own. You know, that's this whole story is so tense because they have so much tension, yeah, between the two of them, and then there's this banshee that's just basically saying, you know, all this bad stuff. Like I don't know, it's just like it's. And falling apart on that part, but you, can you anyone pick up on what I'm trying to say here? <laughs> no, exactly. Like the- <laughs> I lost it. Trish was looking at me like really puzzled, and I was like, "I'm starting to lose it. <laughs> no. I'm losing the thread." No, you're perfect. You're perfect. You're like, no, it's it's um because you're dealing with like the realistic um struggle between the two guys that they've already come with, right? And then like throwing in this like. Kind of supernatural, but still super, super based in realism. Yeah. Like other issue just makes the like makes the tension worse, makes you start to, um, you know, like really digest these things in your head more and, you know, bring it to like a deeper level. And yeah, like you said, that's what's scarier. That's what's more suspenseful than yeah. friggin you know, some demon wiggling at you coming at this, like, movie <laughs> screen. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. Out of a well with long, greasy I hair. <laughs> like, I just... Take I a hate. shower, bitch. I was watching... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some terrible... It was like a Lifetime version of a horror movie on Ooh, uh, TV the other day. <laughs> and it was called like House of the Witch or some shit. It was incredibly awful. And it just relied on that the whole time. Like you'd, oh, the girl is looking in the mirror and she only sees herself. And then she turns around and then she looks back and it's ah, some creepy lady in yeah, the mirror. There it like, is. Yeah. yeah. I'm so over that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's much harder to tell a more complicated story. But also I think it's interesting because like the Banshee, I mean, I didn't do any research on this. I'm just going to wing it. But the Banshee is sort of, you know, that woman in white haunting character that exists in practically every culture where it's like there's a there's a scary woman like yeah like la llorona where it's like you know she's maybe out trying to find her kids that got lost in the river or she's looking for a lost love like this one where it's more like she's howling for her lost love yeah you know so it's like there's always it seems like that's i don't i don't know all of them called the lady in white about i think it's this the, the same, same kind thing. of thing, right? Yeah. That's a Lost thing, like children. the lady in white. Somebody yeah. else did a podcast about it, and I'm blanking on it. Might have been resting which face, but about the lady in white, like yeah. you know, story because it's such a sort of a classic cultural everywhere kind of you know. So it must be real. It's probably <laughs> real. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's based in like well, like you said, it's based in like folklore and you know, like the tall tales of the day, but I'm sure there had, it had to be, a, had to have a starting point somewhere. <laughs> well, I mean, so many people have ghost stories. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole podcast devoted everybody, to that. Yeah, everybody does. Um, So, you know, a, a restless soul seeking, you know, redemption or revenge or, you know, some kind of closure makes sense it, that it's in every culture. Because yeah, yeah. You know, so unresolved, whatever. Isn't yeah, it, I mean, that not that kind of like a general thought? Like an unresolved spirit can't rest. So, yeah. you know, and she's gonna, she's gonna get him. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I like that that in well in the story, um, the author goes. He gets John to go outside to the banshee. She's like basically saying to him, "Send him out to me." I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so many words. Doug's so pissed at him after the whole, you know review throwing it in the fire and uh, criticizing his writing trying to basically break him down yeah is what it feels like um that he says you know what you should go outside and see the banshee <laughs> and uh go check it out and and he's like wait it's a beautiful the director uh john is like it's a beautiful woman just standing there with no weapon that's what caught me in the story uh, too. He says, "With no weapon at the end of the driveway," shirt. and and uh, Doug's like, "Yeah, yeah, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he goes, John goes out there. Doug makes a total decision to just like 
go to bed and pull the covers over his head. And he's like, I can't hear anything. I can't hear you screaming or scratching or begging to come back in the house. because." Yep. But he actually does tell him that she's dead. She does. He does. He, he yeah. says yeah. like, you know, he says, oh, there's a woman out there. Because at first, Doug He's going to send, send her. Yeah. He yeah. thinks that she's just, they're playing a, a hoax on him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's your friend dressed up outside. Your maid or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Trying to like, you guys are trying to get me. But then he starts to realize like, you know, this is a real thing. And so then he comes back and he says, she's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, oh yeah, but she's dead. Mm-hmm. And so then at that point, John's like, whatever. And he's like, well, that doesn't matter if she's beautiful and has no weapon. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> he deserved everything he I got. know exactly that's just his way of being like yeah well she has no power so what the hell do I have to be afraid of right like, yeah, no. you have no idea and they do that so in the Ray Bradbury theater version they um, the door shuts by itself as John goes out oh, which yeah. was kind of effective because it was almost like the you know, once you open the door to the banshee, like the banshee has power to, uh, over mm-hmm. you or something yeah and then the 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 um, the screenwriter Doug just sits on the stairs and like listens to the scratching and banging on the door, and then it ends. Ooh, but I like that too. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good like twist. It, and obviously, Bradbury wrote that one too. So. Yeah. Well, visually, <laughs> it's, it's like you have to do something like that. I think. But yeah, it was. But um, they took out the line about the weapon. I didn't. I don't recall hearing him say, "Does she have a weapon?" Huh. Yeah, I don't remember. In the that. in the visual one, maybe and, you know. But in the when it in the story. I was like, I don't know why that hit me as being because he's strange. like, oh, she's vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm on it. I'm just out there. Reiterated the creepiness of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's cool too because he's like a bad guy, and it's like she wants the bad guy. She doesn't want Doug. Yeah. Like you think, like, well, she could like just you know what I mean. Like she could just use a spirit. I she guess even she could. Says, hurt I wish you. I would have met you before I met him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're mm. a sweet man with a family and blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, she has no reason to hurt him. She knows she can just tell by talking to him that he's never been the type of guy to wreak havoc on a woman the way that douchebag has. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? just call him From douchebag. From now on, we'll just call him douchebag. <laughs> John the douchebag. Well, this was an awesome story. I mean, thank you for sharing this one with us. Do you have any other closing thoughts on this story? or Not, I'm... Forever-related? Um, no i just he's just fucking great um this was this was like i'm so glad that you guys um asked me to take part in this with you because uh just getting the opportunity to read this um i can't wait to find an opportunity to teach this yeah oh yeah oh my god like every see this is kind of why i wish i was still teaching high school every i would teach middle school and i don't feel like they would have a complete grasp of this but like if i were teaching kids 16 17 18 who are maybe unfortunately you know guys who are starting to treat girls terribly and you Mm. know this might I have not changed their minds, but maybe just like change their outlook of how Put they a see girls to it. Put yeah. a little fear in them. Yeah. Hey, if you fuck yeah. up, the banshee's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. I mean, you know, they should think and be cool and everything, but you know, nothing scares you like a ghost that's going to come and get you if you mess up. So. Listen, for real. Keep it in line. <laughs> exactly. Don't oh, be a dick. Don't well, be- it's funny. I actually. Um, did I talk about Ray Bradbury before on our podcast? We talked about how he was at a graduation, but we didn't get to talk. To, he didn't get to speak. He was just un, got an honorary degree. Yeah, that graduated from college, and we were so excited. We're like, he's going to be at our graduation ceremony. It's so like meaningful. And, and then, then they it was are like, like here's an honorary degree. I don't even remember what it was for. And then he went back and sat down. And we we're like, really? That's it? You're not going to let him talk? And yeah, he's like it, a good. He's a really good speaker too. Yeah, so that sucks. You heard him speak. Yeah, I've I've seen him. I saw him a few times. Um, and actually, the book. So the short story collection that this is in is called the Toynbee Convector. Mm-hmm. And I I was just trying to figure out how old I was in 1988. How old was I in 1988? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was probably like in middle school actually. Yeah, um, yeah. and he came out. He used to go to libraries all the time. Oh, he's such a lovely, he's such a lovely person. He wrote, he wrote a lot of his books in the UCLA yeah, you were, library. You were fourteen, fourteen. Okay, <laughs> so he wrote a he wrote a lot of his um, books in the 
UCLA library. And so when he died, I happened to be working at UCLA and I oh, got really right. weepy about the whole thing. Aww. I was like, are you guys doing anything? Like I was like running around cause I worked in the sciences and I was like, but I did fundraising in the sciences. I, I don't do the sciences, but I ran over <laughs> to the humanities people and I was like, what are you guys going to do about Ray Bradbury? And they were like, Aww. nothing. And I was like, what? what? They did nothing? I think they probably did something, but not as big as I wanted. At least like, like give him a bench or something. In I don't garden, know. It's you know? just like, give him a bench. Give him give a him bench. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves a freaking bench in the garden. But yeah, I saw him um, in a library when stuff. I was a young girl and he was just like the loveliest man. Aww. And he signed my book, which I need to find <gasps> it somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Oh I my have god. This, this book. That's why I kept talking about it, but yeah. I didn't um anyway, I it's yeah, I think I took a bunch of my books, but he was signing like the new one. It was this one. Yeah. So or at that time it was. So anyway, I have to find it. I girl, go can get, you sign all my books? I know. And he <laughs> was like, like get out of the way, little girl. <laughs> um I was kind of like a little fangirl with him for a minute there. And then he came and did a live reading of Fahrenheit 451. Oh, my gosh. After oh. college when I was like in my 20s and at a theater in North Hollywood where they had like actors and stuff. And they the actors read. Like I the guess dialogue. The, I guess they read the. I'm trying to remember how they did it. But I mean, they've made it in a movie several times. Yeah. But um, yeah, they just redid it. They just did. They just redid it. I saw it. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was interesting. But I don't know. You know, when there's something missing, or you're like you're not capturing. Yeah, the love, especially if you love the book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brooke. Oh my god, I'm so jealous that that you got to gotten to experience him, even in that you know like what most people would be like, oh my God, well, it's just, you know, it's just like a small little thing. He signed your book, big deal. But that's huge. No, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten so... very lucky getting to see authors I like and, oh. you know, kind of getting that chance. So anyway, he's very special. Ray Bradbury. Love it. <laughs> Good night. So now I think we're going to do a writing prompt. Yes. With you. Okay. If it's you're ready for it. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So we're going to do. <laughs> I need you to make that sound all the time. That was my favorite. Favorite. So we're going to um, pause for three minutes, listeners, and we're going to all do this writing prompt and then we will share it with you. Um, and that's it. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. Write it, bitch. So we are back with our writing prompt. And um, I will read what it is, and then we will all share it. We all paused <laughs> and stayed connected, but um, paused and put a timer on for three minutes, which is what we do with our writing prompts. No editing, no filtering, no disclaimers, so no one's allowed to say, this is bad, or I don't know what I wrote, which is like what we... we still kind of do sometimes even though we're not supposed to because this is just all about getting we just do it with our eyes to each other now like yeah uh. so here's the here's the oh it's a big groan sorry oh geez i'm gonna cut that out okay i felt so here's the writing prompt i felt something cold touch my shoulder and started to turn around slowly so mel as our guest of honor would you like to share first sure thank you so much Okay. The cold breeze from the open window enveloped me, and I thought I saw something. Shuddering, but feeling stupid, I resumed my typing. The feeling upon my shoulder returned, stronger this time, and swept across my neck to my other arm. The scar upon my right shoulder burned, as though dry ice was being rubbed across it. I instantly glanced towards the mark and saw smoke, heavy, dense, gray, billowing up from the surface of my skin. Not wanting to see what was causing it, I turned my head away. The massive black figure that was racing towards me oh. caused me to pass out from fear. Ah. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> fucking amazing. 
I'm all like, I'm literally on the edge of my seat. I know. I'm all, what is it? We're both like, what happened? I wish there was a video on our faces because we're like, what? 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 <laughs> that was awesome. Your scar was burning like dry ice. Like, I that know. was so good. Oh. Yay. You um, rate Bradbury to. You win. Oh, my God. That's like a. No, that's. Shut up. That's like an amazing compliment. <laughs> Seriously, that was. That, I want to. That's a good Well, I really story. wanted it to keep going. I was like, you're I done. I, want, I need a little bit more. That was a perfect. Oh. It's actually a perfect little short story, well, though. Like, maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what we love is like when we get started and we you, you're like, you should keep going with that. Yeah. When we've done Right Club and people send us stuff or. Um, or we've had guests and they come up, you're like, hey, you should kind of keep going with that because that started something really interesting. So that's cool. One of the other podcasters we know hit me up on Twitter. I forgot to tell you about our our Lucifer or the devil is your roommate oh. story. And he's like, um, I loved those. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were so they fun. Were amazing. Yeah. So he goes, he, he does a podcast called Stories of Your and Your. And he's, yeah. ama- he's amazing. Uh, his name's Sean. And uh, he was like, hey, if you girls write that, hit me up. I'll do it on my show. And I was like, <gasps> dude, we should, <laughs> we should totally finish one. it. But okay, so that you, was so good, Melissa. That was great. I don't want to read mine now. No, no. Just no. <laughs> don't Thank be a disclaimer. So <laughs> yes, don't right. do that. Don't. Yeah, Trisha. God. <laughs> All right. You want me to? You want me yeah, to, go okay. ahead. All right. I felt something cold touch my shoulder and started to turn around slowly. There she was. I knew she'd be there. Creepy little white girl in a tattered <laughs> nightgown. How the hell did she reach my shoulder? She's doing that weird staring thing. Uh, this is so lame. What? What the fuck do you want? How is she not blinking? I bet if this was a movie, she'd be flickering with static and shit. <laughs> Dirty little girl, go away. <laughs> I'm out of here. Ugh, why are her hands so cold and clammy and <laughs> wet? Gross. <laughs> Damn it, you're leaving wet footprints on my tile. Beat it, kid. But Aunt Amy, I think I peed my bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Freaking amazing, but yeah. that was fucking that was hysterical. That was so great. <laughs> You're like, she's so disgusting. <laughs> and she's all I wet felt and so gross. bad laughing out loud. I'm like, shit, girl. I need to let her read. No, no, no. <laughs> laughing out loud is good. Oh no, that was, <laughs> it was so supposed weird. to be funny. That was I was too intimidated by Ray Bradbury to be scary, so I went the <laughs> other the only other direction I know how to go in, which is funny. <laughs> And mine is actually like sad, maybe. Oh, well, good. Oh, we've got like totally. scary, I know, funny. We, we've got all the emotions we covered. We really kind of, it's interesting. I'm glad that we all did something really different. Yeah. That's actually super fun. Cool. Um, okay. Okay. I felt something cold touch my shoulder and started to turn around slowly. An icy, fe- an icy feeling seeped into my chest. I was afraid to turn, but morbid curiosity made me turn. I turned to see my dog, Angel who was licking my shoulder. Tears welled up in my eyes. Bones, I cried, and tried to hug her, but she was transparent somehow here. I looked over at the bookshelf that held her ashes. Angel, I said, and she wagged her tail. I was so overcome with love for her, it didn't even seem like a ghost was licking my shoulder. I wanted to hang on forever, but just as quickly as she appeared, she faded slowly enough for me to say goodbye. Oh, Sean. Oh, I know. And that's like a real story too. Like she had. Well, a... my dog didn't haunt me. Well, maybe but... she did. <laughs> oh. But as far as Angel um, Angel Bones, oh. that's what they called her dog, Angel Bones. Miss Bones. And uh, oh, that's so sweet. So she. Just... Sorry, it went that way, and I, I was I kept trying to change it. Like in my mind, I was like. And then no, I was like, you know really what? Sweet. This is what's popping into my head right now. Yeah. I don't know why. And yeah. so I just went with it. But like normally I'm not that sentimental. But like I don't know what it was. It just <laughs> it, like stuck with me. And I was like, well, this is what I have in my brain. So. I was going to cry. Yeah. I know. I, I thought you were. And I was also going to cry, which is why I put my book up in front of me. So I couldn't <laughs> see my face. Oh, my God. That's oh. hard. Yeah. You guys are like right in front of each other. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Feels, like I could sit here and cry, but you can't see me. So. <laughs> That's uh, happened. Oh man. Anyway, Aww. well, that was kind of a downer. We should ended on yours. I know Melissa has. Uh, <laughs> you're you have cats, right, Melissa? What's that? You have kitty cats, right? I have a kitty. Yeah, kitty yeah. cats. Yeah, we're allergic to cats. 
Yeah, weird dog. For those know. people. Well, I, I'm allergic to cats in that I hate them. Oh. But... Okay, that's more what we actually feel, but we don't like to say it because it hurts people's no, feelings. No, please, you can totally say it. Um, well, I mean, if you're allergic, there's a reason to hate them because you're like, I can't go to someone's house that has a cat because yeah. like I have to leave because I start to get sick and yeah. You know, yeah. So I mean, exactly. But so you don't like them? Um, no, you my get like one? quote unquote allergy is that I fucking hate cats. <laughs> but um, I always had dogs growing up. In fact, shit. Oh, oh my god, when I was 15. We inherited this little mutt, and he died when I was, like, 32. Oh, man. So we had him for such a long yeah. time, and he was, oh, my God, he was my best friend. Um, but when um, my better half and I, were, you know, came together and we talked about a pet, she always had uh, animals growing up, too. She loves cats, and I didn't right. win that battle. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's totally okay. Like, first of all, my cat is such a dog. Oh, oh that's, that's good. <laughs> See, that's, so, that's probably like that's, that's the kind then. of cat I can yeah. get behind. Like, yeah. not not like a weird <laughs> sounded weird. Like a weird <laughs> sneaky cat that doesn't like want to be touched. Like they just seem like they have so many issues. They're like, like weird teenagers. I remember we had a friend in college, and she would yeah, they are. She'd be like. You know, she likes everyone, but she doesn't like people, but she likes them. But And I was like, "What? why is this so complicated? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I don't no. understand. Like, yeah. I can't get into that. No, my cat's not complicated at all. She loves everybody. She oh, loves God. being touched. She loves, like, you come into my house and she, like, lays on her back. She's like, hey, what's up? Like, oh, she's like a dog. Yeah. yeah. yeah she's exactly. a dog cat. That's why I like her. That's awesome. And I'm just like, okay, oh. you're cool with me. I'll never be able to have another cat. But, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's my, fine. My aunt had a cat when I was younger. Because I didn't develop allergies to cats until I was in my 20s for some reason. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, wow. I've always had it since I was oh, little. I didn't, well, maybe I did, but I did, or it was the, the certain kind of cat didn't get good to me. But so my aunt Johnny had a cat and it used to lick our ear lobes to like wake us up in the morning. And uh, <laughs> Ew. yeah, it was pretty nasty. I, I wasn't crazy. That's a horror it. story. Yeah, right, right there. there. Like that something. Kinda, you could have gone there with this one. <laughs> she licked yeah, my really. shoulder and then my, my ear. Shoulder. Well, I, I found Ew. out I was allergic on a, like, basically, it was, like, almost a date. And we were, we went to see my friend, uh, my friend's little brother's kittens named Ben and Jerry. So cute, right? Aww. They were, like, orange and brown. It was, like, super cute. <laughs> so I played with these kittens. I've never played with kittens really before. I, you know, rub my face on them. And they were, like, so little and tiny and cute or whatever. And then we went out. We were going to go out to dinner. We were just friends. Um, but... Uh, we were in his truck and we're driving and I was like, God, my nose is like running like crazy right now. And my eyes are watering and wow, my face itches. And then we <laughs> stopped and turned, you know, he turned the light on and my whole face was like destroyed with allergies. <gasps> my eyes were like oh, swollen no. shut because yeah. I've been rubbing them, not thinking I was making, you know, it makes it worse. And so he like got some napkins from like 7-Eleven and like took me home. <laughs> I was just like, oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I'm allergic to kittens. No, it's the worst. Like, yeah. I mean, and I get like where I can't breathe. Yeah, me I mean, too. that's usually where it goes for me. Oh. And then I have to leave. I remember I went to this party for the end of Lost. You oh. know the show Lost? Yeah, at your my, cousin's. My cousin and, yeah. and her partner with all their friends, they were doing this big Lost finale party. And I fell asleep because I took like a Benadryl because I was dying. Oh, yeah. And I literally missed the ending, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> and you went to a Lost party and slept through the ending. Yeah, I, I passed out because I was it's so probably better because oh, it wasn't God. it wasn't very satisfying. That's such a weird story. But like I just remember I felt bad because they really like went all out and they put like rocks everywhere that said Lost. Cute. And like they did like a big thing and they were so into it. And then I was like, um, I'm like, yeah, I, I can't deal with the cats in here. I was like gonna die. Anyway. Oh no. So that's that went a weird turn, but anyway. I know well, cat allergy to stories. I have more, but I'm not gonna tell yeah, them. Yeah, I can tell like 20 of them I know. right now. We're so stupid. Okay. I feel like a lot of them always happened on dates for me or like <laughs> at someone's house I was trying to impress where all of a sudden my face just gets destroyed. <laughs> like, that's just the story of my life. Anyways. Anyway. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. That was so much fun. Thanks for writing yeah, with definitely. us, too. That was good. Yours was so good. I, I want to see more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. my goodness. Thank write you. I'll, Please write more. I'll we'll, try. <laughs> we'll hit up Sean from Stories of Your and Your, and we'll, like, just give him a collection of shit to read yeah. on this show. <laughs> I bet he'll like it. Cool.
Cool. Well, thank you. And, you know, good luck with your next book. I'm sure you'll be on top of reading it and <laughs> be very organized. <laughs> I'm so impressed with you. Yeah, don't don't invite oh Trisha and Shauna oh, to please. read a book yeah. with you. Unless it's something so, we've already read. If we've already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, that's a great book. Uh, I don't have to read it again. Like, well, we said that, like, The Catcher on the Rye. I was like, I already read that book. Yeah, I can listen to that I, one. I, yeah. just, I started rereading it to, before I listened. I, like, yeah, I, I almost made it through the whole thing before I listened to your show on it's it. It's such a so. small book, too. How it's a very tiny book. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, uh, I always tell people, if you, don't, if you don't care about spoilers, go ahead and listen. Like, do, Oh, yeah, you, know, you don't oh, yeah. have to. I never, I'm not going to read the presidential books you read, but I was thankful for your <laughs> podcast because now I, I can talk about it like I did. I feel like about a lot of stuff actually where right? I listen to it and I'm like I wouldn't have like or even like watched the movie maybe yeah. or anything but wouldn't I still that, yeah but, but I, I like listening to the peop- the way people talk about it and I'm yeah. like that was really I learned a lot right now and now yeah. I just like you know now I don't have to go do it myself yeah. thank you thanks for doing it yeah. for us exactly <laughs> that's what I think that somebody I think it was like Stork or somebody from uh-huh. Besotted Geek was like it's like listening to an audio book except like you get all the best parts of the book and you can skip all the crappy parts I'm yeah like, exactly <laughs> no it's perfect <laughs> like it that's is. totally fine it is so don't be intimidated if you haven't listened to Brooks Brook reading wait Brooks reading I'm gonna there's fuck just up one the Brooke. name Brook there's only there's one, one Brook <laughs> it's not Brooks with an apostrophe <laughs> I do know the name of your show, Brook Reading Podcast. But anyways, don't be intimidated if you haven't read the book. Like, go read, go listen, you know, even if you're just interested in the topic. Because it's, it's like, yeah. you know, you have a you have a library now of topics. So it's kind of fun to just hear them all. And the last episode with all the recommendations was super fun, too. Yeah, I'm trying to do different stuff like that, too. So it's not just, like you said, like these massive novels where people like feel like they can't catch up. And, yeah. you know, now, like like you said, you get new recommendations. Yep. Or, you know, I even started doing some of the novels that I teach so, like, young people can listen to. Oh, and obviously cool. those are difficult because I have to not be explicit. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> um, but... But, you know, I'm trying to diversify. You're like, this is the Cliff Note version for all of you in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, don't tell your teacher. And if I'm your yeah. teacher, I'm going to know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, have a... Oh, tell everybody, like, where to find you on, oh, yeah. on any social media that you'd like Twitter. to share. Twitter. Don't let me oh, do it. Oh, thank you. I only have the one. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at brookreadingpod, or you can email me at brookreading at gmail.com. And I'm on most of the podcatchers, so, like, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or my direct download from Lipson. So I always post that on Twitter. And thank you guys so much for having me. Like, you don't know, you guys are like one of my podcasting heroes. So this was Aww. really amazing to be on the show. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. What was that? God damn it, I love snacks. <laughs> You heard it here first. Trisha or... did tell me to stop eating because I like chew into the microphone. <laughs> and I, I take a break. And I like throw it back in the bowl. I was like, all right. Uh, snack book. Snack book. So should I say what the snack book is? Just just a little recap. Just a little ditty. It's a little, <laughs> just a little ditty about, <laughs> about snack, snack book. book and snack book. Um, that didn't sound like Jack and Diane at all. It sounds like nothing. <clears throat> nothing. So anyways, uh, we were going to write a book when we were bloggers about all the snacks that we like to eat when we're writing, like to reward ourselves or whatever. And we never did because we procrastinated it. But instead, we still call it snack book. And there will be a snack book one day, one day. people. And just wait for it. <laughs> like, just wait on your, you know, Amazon or wherever you wait for books. <laughs> Barnes and Nobles, if you can find one somewhere. No real bookstore. Your local bookstore. Maybe a library. It can't be like a, a, it's got to be like downloadable on something that shows pictures because it's going to be like a coffee table uh, book with like a bunch of pictures. It's going to be a beautiful coffee table yes. book. Or maybe just not. You know, maybe for, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. This is great. This yeah. is a great thing that for everyone to really get excited about. was a really good explanation about, about yeah. snack books. So then, you know, now you know. We have some guests that provided us with our favorite candy, and we're going to eat a candy right now that is a classic. Yes. It is a classic. People either love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
Do you love it? I love it. Okay, good. Not too much of it. No, I mean, it's it can get a little warm. Yeah. So we're talking about candy corn. Candy corn. Now, do you like the big pumpkin candy corn? Because some people only like the corn. Yeah, I like the pumpkin. I like all of them. Yeah. I'm not really discriminating I about my too. candy corn. I feel like when I was a kid, sometimes there was even mm. bigger pieces of candy corn, like fall leaves. Oh, I, don't I like that. imagining that. But Maybe that's like a Midwest thing or something. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't not... know. Or it could Midwesterners, like... tell us about your your, your uh, candy corn. Your experience. candy corn. What shape is your candy corn? <laughs> Mine's a pumpkin. <laughs> so you know what I used to do with the candy corn? Did I ever tell you? Did this you once? make Dracula teeth? Because like everybody no. does that. Oh, it's so special. Oh, no, yeah. I would just make them all teeth and just save them. The this white is, pieces. This is like weird serial killer. Wait, weird. So you would bite the yellow and orange part off. So I'm doing this for Trisha so she can see. And save all the white pieces in a pile. Mm-hmm. And then I would eat all String of them. String on a necklace. <laughs> was like. Yeah. And what was special about eating just the little white part? I don't know. I just do weird stuff like that. Why has that. it got to be white, Shana? I used to always like. <laughs> thanks. I used to always like separate like the colors of my um, M&Ms too. I'm like. I have some really? weird. Yeah. I have some weird things like that. Oh, I don't have that. I have That's a couple funny. of weird things like that. I don't have that at all. Well, I just shove all the colors of everything in my <laughs> No discrimination here. And we have also today. Yes. Tell them about it, Trisha. Well, you made it. It's the pumpkin spice time of year, as everybody knows, and people also other like either hate it or love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we like it. I wouldn't say we're dying over it or anything. I'm not like going to get like nah. every pumpkin spice. I'm no. not hashtagging spunk pumpkin no. spice. <laughs> I do like everywhere. What is it? Pumpkin spice all for, day. For life or every know. day all day. <laughs> for life. I <laughs> get like a tattoo. Pumpkin spice for life. It's like a big, a big pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> And like a little spice jar. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, that's my that would be so sad. All right, no, we're not. We're not bring it out like one month a year. We're not tattooing ourselves with pumpkin spice, but so I do appreciate the Trader Joe's pumpkin spice line, okay. although it is pretty obnoxious. But they do have some good muffin mixes and pancake mixes. I I like those. And so, but, what did you get today? So at Trader Joe's, I actually <laughs> got this pumpkin um, liqueur. So it's like. Um, Pumpkin spice liqueur. Pumpkin spice liqueur. Kind of like Bailey's. It's like Bailey's, but pumpkin spice. Pumpkin-y instead of like coffee-y. And uh, we added some old coffee I had sitting around (laughs) from this morning. It was from today. It sounds bad. You're all old coffee. It's old coffee from yesterday. And I... I don't discriminate against that coffee either. No. If I want iced coffee you know from old coffee, I'm going to Iced do coffee it. wants to be iced coffee. It's going <laughs> to happen. So we put that in it and uh, with we put ice. a liberal amount of pumpkin spice liqueur yeah. ice in a splash of coffee, and it's delicious. And we put a little creamer in it. Uh, yeah, it non dairy creamer. Yeah, not non dairy. Yeah, just because yeah. it, it's like a little rough. Yeah, otherwise don't. it was like a little too like alcohol coffee y. Although I don't have a problem with it. I don't that. have a problem with it, but it like tastes better. <laughs> yes. Richer. We made it like more rich. A real pumpkin spice not latte. Because it's pumpkin not a latte. spice alcohol latte. But there's no latte. There's in no the latte. latte. Pumpkin spice non latte <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> pumpkin spice cocktail. Pumpkin spice iced cocktail. Coffee. Cocktail. <laughs> What's happening? Two right hours now. later, I'm like <laughs> spice liqueur, pumpkin coffee. How many so words long. can we put it's in so this long. title? It's a big, it's right. a big fucking drink. Okay, so, okay. So now we're gonna have some friends share their candy. And happy all the horror. Hashtag all the horror. At all the horror. Eighteen. Go. Hello, two girls on a bench. It's Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head. Hi there. Lisa, they asked us a question. I know, we need to give them an answer. Well, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Always I go to the mini crispy crunches. Oh, little chocolate bars. Always. What about you? Mine are Starbursts. Oh. Yes, I like the packages of Starbursts. Always going to the candy. Always, always. I feel like we should do a soft intro. I mean, not an intro. We should do a cold open. Like, hey. Jelly. Bean. No. (laughs) Chocolate. Covered. No.
<laughs> what? Sour. Patch. No. Really? None of these. I'm not getting any right. No, we're supposed to ping pong back and forth. That's what I did. Types of candy. <laughs> Those were all types of candy. No, you're supposed to ping pong in another category. Then why genre. are you only saying the first part of things? Because I'm saying sour candy, jelly candy, chocolate jelly. candy. Oh, you're saying like types, like genres of yes, candy. Yes, that's what I was doing. Nut. But... <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Mike. I'm Morgan. And we're from the Bad Reception Podcast. We're here today to talk to the two girls on a bench audience about our favorite Halloween candies. Cue the spooky music. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. <laughs> Michael, what are what are the uh, candies that you look forward to during this very special time of year? So I'm going to say the most boring answer because I've been seeing people post about it already about how it's everybody's favorite. I'm going to say Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but mini Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You don't go for a pumpkin shaped? I want the pumpkin shape. I want the minis. Why? Not, not you... pieces. I swear to God, if you give me Reese's Pieces, it will also be good, but I don't want that. I want Reese's Minis because there's more chocolate to peanut butter ratio, and it's good. It's gooder. Why, why, why not the pumpkin? Um, the pumpkins are fine, but they're way more peanut butter than chocolate. All right. What do you got? Um, so for me, it's not necessarily the candy itself. It's the packaging, oh, packaging in which the candy comes. Because if anyone knows me, and let's be honest, this audience knows me very well. I am a sour flavored individual. <laughs> I can attest. Both in my personality and my candy choices. I love nothing more than the little Sour Patch packaging that comes out this time of year that only has like six of the Sour Patch candies mm-hmm. in there. And then I eat about like 10 of them, but I feel better because it's a smaller package. Right. I'm going to throw out also uh, Sixlets, which is pretty like exclusive oh, yeah. to okay. a All Halloween right. time. I'm sure they sell them year round, but the only time I would ever encounter them would be a Halloween uh, candy yeah, deal. I feel like that was the only good thing to come out of those what I consider bottom shelf uh, Halloween <laughs> packaging of right. like, you know, handout candies. Yeah. The garbage ones. You the get 10000 for a dollar. One, because it's got like, let's be honest. Like, like suckers. Grandma candies. We got like. Yeah, butterscotch. Necco wafers are in there. Probably throwing like a circus peanut. Like Smarties. Get that out of there. But then the sixlets, sixlets would be in there. And it was like, oh, there's there's a welcome face. Yeah. And it's That's fun. an old friend. It's fun. You pop them through the plastic and then they pop into your mouth. And you're like, mm, this kind of tastes like chocolate. Kind of. Thanks for having us on the show. Okay, bye. Bye, Love guys. You. Hello, I'm Rob. And I'm Sean. And uh, we're from Movie Geek and Proud. Uh, this is for Two Girls on a Bench. Uh, we're here to tell you our favorite Halloween candy. Sean, what's your favorite Halloween candy? You know, even though they get stuck to the roof of my mouth, I am living for dots. <laughs> I used to love dots when I went to the movies. I got those all the time. It's a good choice. Um, I love, love, love my little mini Milky Ways. Those are good. I just love those. Um, those miniature ones are always a treat. I always go for them first every time I get a bag. Um, let me just also say I think it is age, ageism that adults are not allowed to trick-or-treat. Just putting it out there. Well, we can just go buy the candy ourselves. Just be no, smart about it. I want to go trick-or-treating and get it for you free. You need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I hope this was um, useful for you ga- gals. Um, thanks for uh, posting our, our, our picks for our Halloween candy. That's a lot of candy. <sighs> Trick-or-treat. Like, sugar high. Yes. You know what me and my friends used to say? In high school, this is so random that I remembered this. We would say, we would do this thing. I have so many ideas, but I'm going to let you talk. (laughs) About sugar. Not, I'm all, in general. Just all the time. That's like earlier when I said, did you see that thing I sent you? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) can you be more specific? Because like we are texting and sending things all the time. I know. I know. I had to be more specific. Um, (laughs) So we used to always say. Like, oh, we had some sugar. And then we'd say, sugar high, sugar low, sugar plateau. But we would do these little, like, hand signals with it. I don't know why that was a thing. That is really weird. This is pre-alcohol. So, like, you get all goofy. And we were, like, I think, I don't know if it was with, like, my tennis team or, like, a lot of my friends yeah. bled over between that and, like, just re- regular life. And so, like, I think we would, like, maybe after a game, like, 
get a candy and like lose our minds for yeah. a second or something and we were aware of it yeah <laughs> or we would drink shit like mountain dew or pepsi just coke or something yeah just like straight Remember up jolt cola i never drank that i didn't but my friends did they were risky. Now there's like monster and shit. It's like it's that so hardcore. Exist. No, yeah. but it's so hardcore now. It's like hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. It's hardcore. All right. So with hardcore that. Hardcore drinks. <laughs> go get your favorite Halloween candy and. Uh, and hit your sugar high, sugar low, sugar plateau. <laughs> and hopefully do some hand movements and send that to us. We'd like to. S- <laughs> Wait, that sounded weird. Don't send us <laughs> anything with your hands. Nothing. No videos for the Nothing. Bench. Nothing. No. Scratch that. I will cut that out. I might do a video of it so everybody can see, like, just you, what it looks like. And she's talking about hand motions to words. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like Shauna. I had no idea. Yeah, I was not doing no. that. No. Okay. And also, oh, we forgot to say that the bench is on Patreon now. So Ooh, if you want to right. come support us in a different way and get some goodies uh, for your patronage, we're there. Um, you can link to it from wherever or just search two girls on a bench on Patreon. Uh, we and, have some um, fun stuff, guys. We do. Go check it out. Different levels, different stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> We're what's happening right There's now? There's too much liqueur in my coffee. I don't know what's going on. I don't but know what's happening either. You yeah, started I'm, laughing before you said anything. I was like, I don't even know what's funny right now. You laughed with me. Though. I know because because it was weird. You looked like you were trying to hold it back, and then you did it, was, and I'm then just, it was just a big I'm laugh. Laughing with myself. Oh oh, oh, oh laughing oh. with yourself. Oh. Oh, so after our outro, you might hear a couple more little bits of our friends from all the horror. Make sure you follow the hashtag and the Twitter handle at all the horror 18 so you can listen to all the great October content, all the cool collaborations. It's been really fun. All the cool kids are on it, everybody. That's right. Go join us. You want to be cool, don't you? Yeah. You want to be cool, don't you? <laughs> you want to listen to the Easter eggs after the outro. What? Okay, keep snacking. Keep writing. Bye-bye. Bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Hey guys, this is Tommy Oler from the Let's Write an Episode podcast. My favorite Halloween candy is Snickers. But I can't have that anymore because chocolate gives me migraines, so Laffy Taffy, I guess. I'm upset about it, yeah. Hey guys, we're the girls from Grave Girls Podcast. I'm Hawthorne, and my favorite Halloween candy is Cookies and Cream. Um, I forgot how the song is supposed to go. You know what I mean? Cookies and cream. You know that song, Peaches and Cream by 112? I always thought that they were saying cookies and cream, and boy was I mistaken. But the candy's still good. Hazel's favorite candy is candy cigarettes. We don't have a name brand or anything like that. Just candy (laughs) cigarettes. Because it reminded her of when she used to pretend to smoke when she was little. Hey guys, it's Amaryllis. Um, My favorite candy is Milky Ways because they're really good and me and Hawthorne's cute little grandma just loves Milky Ways so we used to buy them all the time and eat them and they're pretty dope. Alright well we love you all in case we die. Bye!